The Moe's Knows podcast hosted by Corey Moe's greatly appreciates you for tuning into this week's episode. Enjoy. Good morning. And good evening, beautiful people. Thank y'all for joining us again. The squad is back for another episode. What's popping? Man, we got a lot of things on the plate today, and we're going to eat it. You know what I'm saying? We're going to clean the plate, just like Drake be talking about. But uh, I'm going to eat it. Ah! (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Later in the pod, we got an interview with Aaron Ladd. He is the sports reporter for Channel 11 out there in Kansas City. Of course, you got to talk about the Chiefs and their win over the Buffalo Bills. We also got to speak to him about Charles Menahue, the Texas grad. He had a a tweet kind of go viral a little bit last week talking about how he deserves another contract. And uh, we spoke to Aaron about that. And, of course, the Taylor Swift's situation out there in Kansas City. Is that real? Is that not? Does he think it's real? Does the city think it's real? I don't know. We're going to talk to Aaron about all that. So make sure you tune in for that later in the pod. But, of course, also a lot of basketball talk. Texas played Baylor last weekend. Got Dion. Um, you suck, Dion, by the way, for trying to come at me during the game. Texas women's basketball continues to shine. Thanks to the true freshman, Madison Booker, doing her thing. And then USA Basketball released their roster for who will be possibly joining the Olympic team. It's not looking good for the rest of the world. <laughs> That's for yeah. sure. Them boys are about to be hooping. And then race ball part two. Man, man, man. It's going to be a battle or it's going to be a blowout mostly with the players that are on that list for the NBA. And then lastly, uh, we're going to do a little TCU talk. Um, there's some things happening over there at women's basketball, at their women's basketball program. Not looking too good for the Horn Frogs. But as always, let's uh, start things off with how our weeks went. Dion, how you doing? I'm glad you're still here surviving. Praise God. Hey man, I appreciate that, my brother. Uh, <laughs> this week, you know, short week after after last week's pod, uh, we dropped. We recorded on Thursday, dropped on Friday. Um, so not much happened since then. Uh, honestly, only thing that happened since then was was able to watch the uh, Baylor's men go against uh, Texas men's basketball. If you don't mm. know, I'm from Waco. I was raised in Waco uh, since a toddler, so. I have an unnatural allegiance to the <laughs> Baylor, Baylor men. Uh, we just got a new facility. And unfortunately, you know what I mean? Crazy game. It was a good game. Um, great game. Just happened to, you know, be on the short end of a, a great basket from the Texas men. So, uh, yeah, short week. That That's really my week. And really quick, I'm going to start putting this in the front of the pod. If you are watching this, wherever you're watching this, like, comment, subscribe. Show the boys some love. If you see something on social media of ours, retweet it, repost it. Please. Send it to a friend. Um, yeah, if that's how you want to support the boys, that is the way. So what about you, Corey? How was your uh, short week? Oh, it was good. I just want to piggyback real quick on that. Yes, please support. We really appreciate it. We're grinding. We're grinding. I'll tell you that right now. We are grinding. So any type of retweet or like, it's highly appreciated. But same thing with me, though. Short week. Not much happened. I am breaking out, though, bro. I will say that, man. I don't know what it is. But I bought some. I bought some. Man, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. It's stressful. Like, we grinding, bro. It's stressful out here. But got some face products that I bought. You know, spent spent some coins. Probably spent a little bit too much. I did some research. Black owned products, but you know, black, you know, black. Okay, so you're gonna be on the, you're gonna be on TikTok doing the uh, skincare. You know, get ready with me, head ass. You know what I'm oh, saying? Like, that's what I'm about to do. Drew, 
Drew Walls. Okay. <laughs> Set up All a little right. tripod, go to Target. You know what I'm saying? Target runs in. Yeah, All Target right. run. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, bro. But yeah, bro, I'll break it out. And I got I ain't got no haircut either. So that's why I got this hoodie on. So, you know, I'm trying to hide all of the blemishes. You feel me? So uh but it's been a good week though. Real good week. Um Texas won. Thank God. It felt like a must win. And that's why I say okay. thank God, because all after right. all of the chatter, the outside noise with Ronnie Terry and the whole horns down situation against UCF and people making fun of Terry, people saying he shouldn't have got the job. It's like, that's crazy, you know, over just one incident. So I felt like it was a must-win scenario for the Longhorns on Saturday against Baylor, who, by the way, Baylor, top 10 team. They're not no scrubs. They're actually really, really good. So for Texas to come in unranked and beat them at home, big-time deal. But I just want to, you know, go back to your tweet, though, Dion. If we can, if we can pull up this tweet full, just oh. so we can read it out. Um, Dion, oh, wow, during the that's during the game on Saturday, you, you really said, "quote It's one. horns down all episode when Baylor beats Texas." By the way, then he had the nerve to at me. That's a crazy thing. Then he added me. You know, me being the patient, you know, calm young man that I am, I didn't respond. I just let the players do the talking, and uh, at the end of it. Dion, where's your horns down this podcast, bro? Oh, man. Hey. Huh? I mean, for a second there, huh? for a second there, <laughs> I was going to be right. But, you know, hey, but you, you are. Know, things, things happen. That was a quick second, huh? That was a real quick second. <laughs> Boys thought they had it. They got the three-pointer and went crazy. But, yeah, let's talk about that game, though. Texas men's basketball coming in after losing to UCF, not looking too good. One in three in conference play. It, it kind of felt like this was a do road. or die situation for Texas, especially with what they had to come, you know, because you had five other more ranked opponents after Baylor. So if you lose a Baylor, then it could go downhill very fast. But they were able to not only win the game against Baylor, but correct me if I'm wrong, Dion, it just felt like the Longhorns controlled most of that contest. Yeah, um, that first half, I mean, it was a shootout. Um, mm-hmm. I believe... Uh, Baylor, I mean, Texas was only up by three going into halftime. Um, like I say, I tuned into the game probably midway through the first half. Um, that's when I sent the tweet out, you know, talking talking trash. Talking trash. And, uh, I turned off the game. I turned to watch something else or do something. I came back to the game. And the first stat they said was Texas is shooting 85% from the three-point line. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, this is crazy. They're doing this on the road. Uh, they're doing this on the road, shooting 85%, um, which is insane. But like you said, for the most part of the game, even though it was cl- it was a close game, Texas definitely felt like they had the edge the whole time, um, especially once we start getting to that second half and the game starts to slow down. They're not shooting as many threes, not making as many threes. Um, Baylor probably had a little bit of an edge in that first, the beginning of the uh, second half. Yeah, I was about to say, they had a chance. They had a chance to kind of yeah. put – the foot on the Longhorns necks, you know, like, and they got up by, I believe five or six. And it was like, okay, is Baylor about to make their run to make it a double digit lead and then suffocate the whole building, you know, at the Moody center. And so they didn't really do that though. And that's something that coach Scott drew talked about in the post game, just in a sense of, he felt like they missed their opportunity. Like in the beginning of that second half, it's like, that's when you have to put the team away and they didn't do that. They left, they let Texas, stay in there and then that's what happens when you let Texas stay in there. They're gonna start shooting again, start making some shots. Yeah, and and for me I think the biggest uh 
the biggest, I guess, X factor when it comes to four Texas was uh, let me let me make sure I get his name right, uh, Dylan yeah. Sue. Oh, make yeah. sure I get his name right, Dylan Sue. Uh, <laughs> he was definitely when it comes to going inside because Texas was doing a great job mismatched and getting him the ball in the post, and I mean he's unstoppable down there. Um, <laughs> turn around. Louisville native thing. Austin guy, by the way. Yeah, he, he was doing his thing. I think that really was the game changer for the second half. Was you know even if uh, they were getting the mismatch, uh, Baylor. I mean Texas was getting the mismatch. They wanted. I mean they just fed him the ball, and he was. He but was it didn't make sense though, Dion. Just watching it, like if you're Baylor, and we're doing a pick and roll, right? Yeah, they wanted. Why to switch are you everything. switching everything? You know, at a certain point, you have to see. If you're going to switch on Desu, Texas will drop the ball down there every single time. Yeah, And they just didn't adjust, which was interesting to me because I, I respect Scott Drew to the fullest. But, like, to me, you got to adjust if you see that. Like, don't switch. Texas is looking for the switch. Don't switch. So, I don't know. I, I Maybe I, I, that was the game plan I'm assuming going maybe, I'm again, I didn't watch closely the first half. I'm assuming maybe they weren't switching in the first half, and that's how Texas was getting all the threes off. Um so I'm guessing maybe that was their fix for that. Um, but I mean, just watching them feed him the ball and he not Dominating. struggling to get a to get a bucket. Uh, I think that, like I said, that was the biggest difference uh, when you don't have somebody for Baylor that can go down on the other end and do the same thing. Scott Drew loves him a, a defensive big, an athletic defensive big that can't really on the <laughs> offensive offensive end, you know, go do crazy. anything. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, can't really do anything. So, um, he loves him. He loves him. A, a tall African guy that will just you know block shots and, and is athletic. But when it comes to somebody that can equal you out and, and score, I mean, it's, it's going to be tough. Um, but yeah. like I say, Baylor had a chance. Baylor had a chance. Yeah, they definitely did. Especially if, if you're going to replay, you know, the last 15 seconds, Baylor goes down and uh, ties the game up thanks to a three pointer from. Jaden Nunn. No, not Jaden. It was Jalen Bridges. There we go. Jalen Bridges hit that three-pointer um, from, from the left wing. Yeah, over Dylan Mitchell, by the way, who is the who's the Longhorns' best defender, which it was great defense. He just hit the bucket, you know, clutch time. But here's where things kind of got shaky was that Scott Drew, again, didn't call a timeout to set up his defense. Yeah. I feel like that's where – he failed as a coach. You know, you, you got to let them set up their defense. But the, he didn't do that. He let the, let the play go. And, of course, Tyrese Hunter gets the rock and goes coast to coast. Yeah. Um, straight, ca- straight chaos. Straight chaos. Nobody really knew what was going on. Because, um, I mean, the guy that was guarding Dylan this too, I'm like, yo, I'm pretty sure he's not a shooter. You can back up. Like, why are you <laughs> He got a little, bit. He got like a little bit of range. Uh, okay, I would take my chances with him facts. than one of these facts, other guys facts, that facts. are going crazy. So I don't know why you're guarding him at half court. Um, and you know, as you can see, he just runs straight straight past everybody, runs and makes a very tough bucket. But you would hope that you would have your big down there to to also contest. Yeah, but, I mean, it's a great bucket. I mean, it's, that was a tough bucket. If if we lose like that, it's it's not it, you can't really be mad. You know, you you got a good three. You go ahead and, you know, they go down and just run to make a, a layup. You hate to lose on a layup, but. Yeah, and, I mean, like, he, you can't you can't let him do that. Like, if you're a Baylor, yeah. 
you just can't let Tyrese go coast to coast with no one stopping the ball, not forcing the ball out of his hands. Because Tyrese was the guy the whole night. Like that, that wasn't a surprise. Yeah. He's dropped twenty one. He was balling in the first half. Now his shot did kind of get worse in the second half. He actually airballed a couple. But at the end of the game, where it mattered most, like you still gonna give it to Tyrese because he's been a hot hand the whole game outside of Dylan Dessou. And so, yeah, dude, you gotta make him move the ball off his hands. And so I, I feel like not calling a timeout there was the big mistake for Baylor. And for RT, props to him for not calling timeout because you're trusting your guys. You're saying, hey, look, I believe in you. I'm not going to let them set up the defense, but also I'm not going to put us in a situation where now I got to drop a play, hope that it works. Right. Just, y'all go hoop, just like it's at the wreck, man. Y'all go hoop, go do your thing. You got five seconds to go down the court and get a bucket. Do it. And they did, man. So props to RT for trusting his guys to, to – achieve what they've been practicing on because i know they do a lot of those drills at practice and so uh, for them to execute it the way they did it was a beautiful thing to watch and then the celebration amazing running all around the court uh and you know people were mad about that though Dion, because you know on wednesday that whole viral conversation in the press conference about oh we gotta be classy you know it's classless to do the horns <laughs> down act like he won or what he said he said my team doesn't hope to win, you know? And right. when you celebrate like that, it seems like you're hoping to win. We expect to win uh, after the whole UCF debacle. And a lot of people brought that clip back up. <laughs> they definitely it's spun crazy. the block on that clip and was telling them after the Baylor game, I thought you weren't supposed to hope to win, coach. You know, you're running around, your teammate, your team is running around celebrating, which I would like to put on record. It's not the same. It's not the same. I mean, we're talking about a buzzer beater compared. Yeah, when you're at home. And you're at, yeah. well, a buzzer beater at home compared to that game against UCF. The game was over with like 15, 20 seconds left in the game. So, like, you already know you lost by the time the clock hit zero. So, of course, you're not going to be celebrating like that after you already know, like, oh, we got this dub, 30 seconds left on the clock. But a buzzer beater, you can't expect these guys to not do anything. Like, come on. Yeah. People are trolls, you know, and I, I feel like taking things out of context and uh you got to be realistic with yourself if you're trolling about that whole situation like come on dude you expect no one to celebrate after a buzzer beater that was a crazy game stop being stop being yeah. like that people need to be better need to be better like as human beings but anyways yeah that that whole situation with ronnie terry before the baylor game i feel like that's why these guys came out and was so it feels like energetic um, they were very yeah, aggressive, locked in. locked in. Tyrese Hunter hasn't been that aggressive on offense in a couple games. And so the fact that he was able to provide that spark is just something that like makes you wonder how good can this team really be if Tyrese is on? No, because Tyrese was one of the guys that went to the NBA, what well, was pondering about going to the NBA combine. And he eventually came back uh, to Texas and to try to prove his draft, improve his draft stock a little more. And, you know, you were hoping for him to kind of take that step this year. He hadn't really done it. He's had good moments, but hadn't become that every day, every day consistent. consistent yeah, consistent mm -hmm. especially here. to compliment Max Aismas, who's been balling ever since he got to UT this year. And that's what he's supposed to do, put the ball in the bucket. That's what he transferred to UT for, and that's what he's been doing, Max Aismas, that is. So you're expecting Tyrese to kind of be a good compliment to that, a little one-two punch in that backcourt. He hadn't really been like that, but against Baylor, when they needed him the most, he came up and stepped up big time. So 
hopefully this is just a jump start to what's to come for Tyrese. Yeah, that was going to be my yeah. next question. Do you think that this is going to lead them? I mean, this is a good good start with them playing uh, the rest of the gauntlet yeah. in the Big 12. Do you think this is one of those things that can catapult them, get them some good energy to, I mean, I'm not going to say they're going to go beat all these teams, but, you know, come out on a, a winning record uh, within this stretch of – Let's see what they got. Well, they got, they got, so we're, we're, we're shooting this at 5.20 p.m. right now, if you're listening, audio listener. Uh, Texas plays tonight against Oklahoma, um, and they're actually about to come on within the next hour. So we're going to see if this is going to be a quote-unquote trickle-down effect when it comes to how Texas is going to start playing now after a big win at home against Baylor, huge win after all the outside noise and criticism that Ronnie Terry was getting that week. Can you do it again? <laughs> that's the question against a against a number 11 ranked Oklahoma squad in Norman by the way and of course this is the last time they'll play in Norman because I actually know that's a lie I'm tripping Oklahoma's going to SEC too my bad my apologies mm-hmm. but anyways heat of rivalry you already know Red River that's a real thing in basketball too it's not just a football rivalry and so yes they're going to go in there get all the horns down you already know that's you already know that's happening <laughs> they're gonna get every single horn down maybe a couple middle fingers you know who knows knowing that student section but can they fight through adversity can they get through that outside noise again and uh win it i think that's a big question and on the road you know that's gonna be a challenge in norman and so we'll see tonight if they can keep it rolling but i expect it you know i I felt like that win was a staple win against baylor because like i said earlier baylor's not a bad squad baylor is really good and so the fact that texas came out and like we mentioned kind of controlled the entire game except for like the first part of that second half that was a good sign that it wasn't like a oh they barely won and it felt like they they escaped you know it didn't feel like that for texas it felt like they earned that win and and so can they earn another one against Oklahoma? I think they can. I, I think they can win any game, to be honest, if they play like that. Um, and with this schedule, every single game is a conference is a national tournament game. It feels like, you know, it, every single yeah. matchup in the Big Twelve is so so highly competitive, and so every single win matters. And to be honest, just talking about like RPI and like trying to make the the big dance, uh, every loss isn't that bad of a loss you know a lot of teams have bad losses when it comes to deciding they're going to make the tournament or not if you lose in a big 12 it's mm-hmm. not really a bad loss but you can definitely Im- improve your strength of schedule it, yeah it's going to help yeah, a lot once you win games win. and so yeah it's going to be it's going to show a lot can they can they be consistent right can they be consistent against oklahoma we'll see tonight and uh if they can be if they do come out with the dub that's big time for their confidence because Dylan DeSue told us that he does, and the rest of the team does, they hear the outside noise. And they hear that everyone has said, this team isn't like last year's team. And he understands that. And he also told us that, yeah, we're not last year's team, but we're this year's team. You know, and, and we have dudes that can hoop. We have dudes that transferred in, like a Max Aismas, like the Caden Shedrick, who can bring different traits to the table that they didn't have last year. And so I think now they're trying to find their stride and find their identity about what this year's team is. And if they can beat Oklahoma after beating Baylor, I think they have a pretty good start. Facts. And when we talk about this year's teams, we have to talk about uh, Madison oh Booker. Um, I mean, you sent me this tweet of the, the numbers. It's ridiculous. I mean, this tweet says, Madison Booker has to be the front runner for the Big 12 Player of the Year Award. 
Booker is currently averaging 19 points, seven rebounds, six assists, two steals uh, in Big 12 play, mm. propelling uh, her team to five and two start. Mm. Just nasty. Those are some crazy True stats. I, I got to always say that. <laughs> Those True are freshmen, some crazy stats. Right? Like doing that. And so when you, when you watch her, I mean, she hoops like a dude, bro. She just has the. I'm about to say she has control of the floor. Like, like this is these are some crazy. Man, numbers. there's one play she made. It, it made a on the. I believe the ESPN picked it up. It was behind the back, but she's driving towards the basket. Driving towards the basket behind the back. Little scoop layup, like in one mm-hmm. motion. It was so sick, and watching that, I'm just like, this is greatness. <laughs> This is greatness. And the fact that she's six foot, you know, like it's not like she's a small point guard. Coach Schaefer has, and he told us before the season started, that they have this true freshman that will be the second point guard behind Rory Harmon. And she's a Gatorade All-American, of course, from Mississippi. But, like, when you hear it, it's like, okay, I asked Coach straight up, like, is she going to play point forward? You know, because she's six foot. He said, no, mm-hmm. she's going to play point guard. I was like, but she's but she's six foot. <laughs> and he said, I know, uh, but she's going to be the point guard. And so I was thinking she's just going to be the forward position and just running like LeBron does. But like, no, she's legit playing the one at that size. And it's really cool to see because you don't, you don't really see that in women's basketball, you know, especially that mm-hmm. six foot. Like you don't really see um, someone that tall to be able to handle the ball like the way she does and uh, create as well. I mean, she's averaging seven assists. So that shows you, she sees the floor very, very well uh, while also getting it to the right spots and then picking her spots to score because she's averaging 19 points. So it's like, what can't she do? Nothing. She can do everything. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's it's if you if you were to give her like a, you know, for maybe for the listener that doesn't understand, yeah. if you were to give her like an NBA comparison of just her talent. Like who, who would you compare well, her to just for somebody that maybe doesn't understand her? her yeah. Impact. So it's kind of we actually talked about this with Coach Schaefer last week in a press conference. Uh, someone brought up, does this give you the vibes of Magic Johnson? Whenever Magic first started at the center um, against the Celtics in the finals and at that size and, and just being the point guard at that size, that's something you didn't see back in the day until Magic came along. And Vic was like, yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. It feels like Magic Johnson at point guard for Texas right now. Um, and that's just the way I see it too, because she's also grabbing boards. Like, she's down low grabbing boards as well. So she's doing literally everything on the court, just like how Magic did, and then making everyone better, you know, at her size, which is just something that we just haven't really seen, especially from a true freshman at this point in her career. She's been able to grasp and and kind of adapt and evolve into this offense way faster than a normal true freshman would, especially after not being kind of primed to be this this much of a focal point. But remember, she was supposed right. to be the the complement to Rory Harmon. She wasn't supposed to be the girl. She wasn't supposed to be the star, per se. You know, and I'm not trying to say like she was never going to be the star, but I felt like at the beginning of the year, it's like let's let's let Madison that's grow. Not, that's not what that yeah, wasn't, wasn't the plan. plan. The plan was yeah, just let Madison plan. grow. Um, she's going to get her buckets, yeah, but she's not going to run the team. It's Rory's team, but now it's become Madison's team since Rory tore ACL, and it. The fact that she's able to adapt so fast to now this new role and new responsibilities of basically carrying the team as a true freshman, 
she's been able to do it very well. And I've just been impressed with how fast the turnaround has been for her to adapt to this new role. Um, and I, it's just really cool to see. And I'm glad to be a part of it. And I'm glad to be able to cover it. I'm glad to be able to cover this um, because, man, her future is bright. And they have a legit shot of not only winning the Big 12, but making it deep in the NCAA tournament if they continue to play. And it's a blessing in disguise. You know, you hate to see an injury to Rory. But, you know, you always want to look at the glass half full, right? Good thing it happened mm-hmm. before the conference play started, you know? Because if this would have happened with two games left in conference play, trying to figure out how do we manage without Rory that late in the season, it would have been tough. But now they have all the conference. Now they have all of the Big 12 tournament to figure out what is our identity without Rory on the court. And I feel like they already figured it out halfway through the conference play. So now they just got to nitpick some things and and define some things uh, from the exterior. Of course, get some more people healthy. But they, they have a really good, I guess you could say, thought process of what their identity is. And it's a blessing that the injury, ha- the injury happened early and not too late for them to adapt. Yeah, and, and for, again, we got to sprinkle context. I know you were telling me that this, the women's Big 12 is no, not a slot either. No, the, the women's Big 12 is a solid mm-hmm. group of Kansas State of out there, so, Iowa State's out there. They're doing their thing. Um, TCU's going through it right now. If you want to transition into that, I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, for man. Sure. That's perfect. TCU's That's perfect timing to talk about. It right now. <laughs> That's perfect. <laughs> That's perfect timing to talk about this oh crazy. Goodness. I mean, you don't you don't see no. this every day. No. Uh, Corey's Corey literally just sent me this before we started <laughs> recording. Uh, you do not see this, especially middle of the con- middle mm-hmm. of the season conference play. I see he sent me a flyer that says TCU women's basketball tryouts. Uh, one eight Thursday, one eighteen Friday, one nineteen. Yep. I've never seen this ever. In the Open middle of the trials. season, they're they're finna they're finna go to the food court and be passing these out like, hey, we're looking for. <laughs> they don't have no bodies. They don't have no bodies, Dion. I know you're eating the Chick Fil A, but hey, we we saw your huddle from two and a half years ago. Like, we think hopefully you still got it. Uh, I mean, this is insane. I've never seen like what. Are, <laughs> yeah, so with the with the for context for the for the listener, for with all the injuries and they had a couple couple players leave the leave the program. Um, they don't have enough players to play. In fact, last week they had to cancel their game against Iowa State and their game against Kansas State. Bro, <laughs> <laughs> they had to cancel. They took an L. They had they have two never... losses. Now, mind you, they were in the top part of the Big Twelve in in the records in the record standings. So, like, what? these are big losses, and this is because they don't have enough girls to get on the court. Uh, and so they had to put in an open tryout and anyone on campus who's a full-time student, come on down. Let me see what you got. Let me see if you got a little between the leg dribble crossover, a little Euro step. What you got in your bag? You know, they letting everyone get a shot. Oh my God. And imagine though, imagine if you're a student and you like, well, first off, imagine if you're a walk on on TCU, right? And you know, you, your mom went to TCU, your dad went to TCU, you know, your grandfather probably went to TCU. And, you know, you love the hoop, but, you know, you know, you went to a 2 way school. You're not really like that. Maybe, no offense to all the 2 way schools out there, but, you know, going from 2A to the Big 12 Conference, kind of a stretch. Uh, and so, you're probably walking on just to have a good time in college, be an athlete, you know, 
play for the school that your parents went to, your grandparents went to, and then next thing you know, you're in a starting lineup. <laughs> At a Big 12 school. <laughs> At DTCU. They're calling what? your name out in the starting lineup. At point guard. About to be playing hard. <laughs> she averaged 10 points in high school. <laughs> Walked on. On JVB. What in the world, yo? She's playing against Texas. Yo, when, when they like, when they when they say God be opening doors, that is a crazy yo bomb. I don't know how I did it. <laughs> yo, I was I was the RA last week. Now I'm on the basketball team. Averaging 30 minutes. Like that's a crazy thing. Oh, averaging 30 minutes <laughs> from the from the couch to averaging 30 minutes on national TV would be crazy. From the dorm, from the wow, dorm, averaging 20 like minutes. A, a, a Del Flacco story <laughs> in women's basketball. This is yeah. Crazy, so I'm interested yo. to see how this all plays I'm, out and like who's going to fill the roster. When they're going to have like enough girls to hoop again, and who are those girls going to be? Like that's that's going to be the main question. I just I got to watch the next game. Like I got to see what if, what if there's a diamond in the rough out there in Fort Worth though. They or they find somebody. Scam. They finna. They finna. No, nah, they finna scam. They finna find some girl with tats and say, "Nah, she been going to school here. She, she, she's a nine. She's on uh, her ninth go. season. You got a COVID yeah. year. Got a COVID yeah. year. <laughs> yeah, she got some COVID year. Nah, that's why we ain't seen her on campus. You got a little yeah. Joanna man. Oh, she got a tat. A Joanna man yeah, situation. Like, they finna be scamming. Like, no, what? You, no, she. I swear, she got a a three point five. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they finna just be right. What's her major? There. That is, you know, it's crazy. like that. Uh. What is it? Uh, um, what's that movie? Bad News Bears. When it's like I am twelve, like that's <laughs> you gonna be like that, bro? It's like what? Where's her? Where's her report card? You know, where's her grades at? Oh, she's passing. I promise. I promise she's passing. Oh, she can hoop though. <laughs> yeah, so that's interesting Yo, you, situation. Interesting situation tough. out there at TCU, but um. We'll be yeah, to those gotta guys. be, gotta be. But you also we're gonna be tuned into the AFC Championship between the Chiefs and the Ravens this week. What a matchup, Dion! I'm glad that two black quarterbacks. You know, I just gotta say, it, you know, one mixed breed, one full breed. You know what I'm saying? So I'm about to say half, half black. <laughs> hey, that, half black. that come on, bro. We did, there's a there, we can find a tweet on that too. That's, that's definitely a tweet from the throw in there later. Come on, bro. Yeah, we are we are doing our segment again. How'd you think of that for our Twitter segment? But of course, before we dive into that, let's talk about the Chiefs and Ravens game that's coming up. We are able to be joined by, like I mentioned earlier, Channel 41 from Kansas City sports reporter Aaron Ladd. We discussed a multitude of topics. Of course, them beating the Bills and what is it with Patrick Mahomes and just owning Josh Allen. Is it even a rivalry? You know, will people say it's a rivalry if you can't beat the team that you hope to beat every single year and they're always a team that knocks you out of the playoffs? It must suck to be a Buffalo Bills fan, especially after shoveling pounds and pounds and pounds of snow out the stadium yourself. You're, you're, you're a fan shoveling your own seat out to sit down in this cold stadium and you watch. Just for DeMar Hamlin to get on, the ball. Man. Come on, bro. We can't talk about tomorrow like that, bro. He lost his life. For your kicker to kick it. For the kicker to kick it. Oops. Tyler Bass. Oh, Erase man. the B. That's what he really is. Yeah, for sure. That's a terrible name for, for that. For that exact oh, reason, terrible man. name. What, and, you know, and at the end of the day, I will say this. It's not Josh Allen's fault. 
It's not Josh Allen's fault. And we all know, even if Bass would have made the field goal, what would have happened? It would have been even worse for Bills fans. Because you would have saw Patrick Mahomes go down the field, score a touchdown, get in the field range, whatever, whatever, whoop-de-whoop. And it's going to be another conversation of Patrick Mahomes owns you. Now the conversation is just like you need a new kicker. So at least at least that's a win, you know, if you're a Bills fan. You don't got to see Patrick kill you in the last seconds again. So I feel bad for them. I really do. And that's why, like, I know my team got beat, Houston Texans. But we're just glad to be there. You know, we were just happy to make it that far. Buffalo fans, y'all thought you had a shot at the Super Bowl, which y'all did. But then, yep. you know, Patrick did what yep. Patrick does. So, yeah, let's get into the interview with Aaron. He talked a lot, and he knows a lot about Kansas City. So, let's run into it. All right, so now we're joined by Channel 41 out in Kansas City, sports reporter, Arrowhead contributor, um, and also... NABJ partner, you know what I'm saying? National Association of Black Journalists, that's where we met. And then the guy that's a, apparently a superstar on the soccer field, I heard. That's what the streets are saying. <laughs> and the man who brought us to infamous smoking on that Burrow Pack video. Yeah, Aaron Ladd is in the building, bro. What's good, doc? Man, I don't deserve that introduction. Uh, I, you know, I, I appreciate y'all having me on here great platform y'all got rocking uh appreciate y'all man it's uh must be time for a big chief game something like that yeah i'm about to say you're used to this right you're not new to this you you true to this at this point six straight years six straight afc championships must be nice before we get into that though i gotta i gotta talk about that portrait behind you bro where'd you get that from looks exactly like you I hit up, uh, Casey has a bunch of pride stuff every year, and one of them is like right across from our station. So on lunch break, went over, had a little character stand, caricature stand, and I was like, you know what, this is a chance to to really go all out, have something to add to the wall. We were doing Zooms crazy during the pandemic, so everybody uh-huh. was getting their backgrounds together, everybody was getting their stuff, so I'm like, oh, this could, this could add a little something, something back there. So yeah, I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, that's a flavor. Whoever did it, great job. I mean, props. That was... That's handy. Because sometimes you've seen a portraits. Hey, sometimes they be looking like nothing like the person. But that's pretty solid. It's pretty got the beard and everything. I'm trying to get like you though. They did just nice. Because they definitely uh some people they be giving them super huge foreheads, (laughs) SpongeBob joints. I'm like, (laughs) took his time with it. Took his time with it. (laughs) Well, look, man, Patrick Mahomes hadn't taken his time to take over the NFL. I mean, the moment he started as a starting quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's been in the AFC Championship every single year. Just first and foremost, what's it like covering a generational talent and arguably one of or it could be the best quarterback of all times once he's all said and done? Covering it, I just feel thankful. I feel grateful. I feel blessed. I feel happy to be along for the ride. I'm from Atlanta originally, a Falcons fan, so we don't know what runs like this are like. Six straight runs to the AFC title game to the, to the final four. As far as the NFL is concerned, this is rare that we're talking about. Um, being around it, having a small piece of it is really cool. Being able to see the growth is really is really nice too. But I wonder if I even have the context or the ability to really understand what we're witnessing right now, mm-hmm. Corey. Like this is I listened to Bobani's pod today and he called him Jordan. It's like it's getting harder to debate those kind of things. Cause this year, specifically of all the years, right? Like Man. six straight. They had some talent on those teams. When you talk about Tyreek Hill, Prime, Travis Kelsey, Andy Reid, 
what they're doing in the front office. Like, yeah, they have a core there, but there were points in time this year where I'm like, I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're a playoff team with how these wide receivers are going. Everybody Jeez. being on different pages. Obviously, a lot further to go uh, this year, but just being a part of it, being along for the ride, it's been very special to witness. Yeah, Dion and I have been talking about that the last couple of weeks. You know, especially before the playoffs started, the whole wide receiver room. Right. Like who can Patrick trust outside of Rasheed Rice, which is crazy because he's the rookie. So it's like, whoa, you can't trust anybody but the rookie in that room. But for some reason or another, and it just always seems to happen once the playoffs hit, the switch gets turned on and Patrick and Travis get back on page. And now everyone's balling. Pacheco's doing his thing. When was it? Could you mention throughout the year there was points where you're like, are they even going to make the playoffs? But was there a moment when you thought, oh, they're back, and this is the Chiefs team that I've been covering for the last couple of years? I think it was this last week. I, we talk about yeah. this switch being flipped, but that's so dumb to me. That's one of those things we say in sports media where it's like, yeah. what does that actually mean? It's like, oh, now that now that it's January, like we're going to start actually playing now, or we're going to wake up, or we're going to do things. We're going to stop committing the silly penalties, or we're going to stop turning the ball over. The wide receivers are going to start catching the ball. They led the league in drops like – can you actually flip a switch when for 18 weeks you've shown us that you're basically mid? Mm. I don't know. I, I, I think that... The Eagles couldn't. <laughs> the Eagles couldn't at all. Not many teams can, really. What what Mahomes and them did in Buffalo is... Mahomes and them did in Buffalo was their most impressive win of the season. Bar none. If you consider the circumstances, the stakes that were there. The defense has been balling out nonstop. But if it, it was the offense. It was... Can this offense consistently put up 27 points? They did it. They're 10-0 and this year when scoring more than 10 points. Mm. And considering how well it looked, how clean Mahomes played, uh, I'm I'm not doubting them out this week in Baltimore either. And you talked about overcoming the Bills again. Dion actually had a question about that matchup. And is it really something that everyone's been hyping up every year? Dion, what do you want to ask him? Yeah, I mean – We've been on social media these last these last uh, few hours. Uh, you know they've been taunting that uh, these guys can't these guys can't beat them. I mean, <laughs> no matter what happens, no matter how good this guy Josh Allen plays, it's just always something. I mean, mm-hmm. these boys they let Demar Hamlin run the ball <laughs> on, the, on the face. Come on, bro. I mean, Corey, we got some tweets on that later. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, what are y'all hearing in, and what are you hearing in Kansas City? Do they consider this a real rivalry or is this just something that, you know, the sports heads enjoy having a conversation about? No, it's a real rivalry. KC takes all this personal. Kansas mm-hmm. City hears it. Patrick Mahomes hears it. And you can tell by his Instagram captions, not only the good luck one, which was a Deion Dawkins uh, quote, but even going back to the ring ceremony when, uh, when Jamar Chase said, Pat who? And uh, Mahomes reminded him with a little Instagram caption. And, like, these guys take this very personally. Anytime you're talking about a dynasty situation, there are three or four teams that lay waste that you consider that they had championship caliber aspirations as well. You think back to the last dance. Think about all the teams that Jordan stopped from winning titles. A guy like Charles Barkley doesn't have one. Like, we're going to look back on Mahomes' career. When it's all said and done, that could be another 15, 20 years, whatever, and we're going to say, damn. This guy didn't get a title, or this guy should have had more titles. Burrow had only one shot. Like, we're going to look back and say Mahomes had his run and prevented, you know, five or six other dynasties from being started because they were reigning for, for so long. That's my opinion. That's how I see it. 
Yeah. And you talk about Mahomes, and he loves to clap back, man. And so, like, before the games, though, does he ever talk trash a little bit? I know it didn't seem like he does. He seemed like he says all the right things before the games, but after, he, he lets it all fly, you know? So does he have that moxie about him in press conferences before the game? We rarely get really many uh, cracks in the armor, if you will. Like, to yeah. me, I say this on our platform all the time, like, Pat is the – ultimate company man he is an extension of management if you will like Andy Reid uh, the head coach general manager Brett Veach and Pat Mahomes like that's that is the Kansas City Chiefs of course you could throw a Kelsey in there but they don't really step out of line very often they they, they usually always say the the right thing that's why the first time they played Buffalo was so crazy because we saw this huge explosion of emotion from Mahomes not only on the field but in the post game presser he's saying things that are a little controversial he's showing us and maybe some of those frustrations with the wide receiver room are really actually getting to him and kind of changing how he's looking at the game this year. That was that was a surprise. And maybe that showed us that he did hear the noise all week about the road playoff game, about their wide receiver room being trash, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they can bottle that up now that they've already beaten that into doing it again a week later against Baltimore. Because they, to me, are the best team in the sport uh, as far as on paper. Hmm. All right, and they also have arguably, if not, I'm not arguing it. I think he is the best tight end in the league right now. Um, Dion, you wanted to ask him about old Kelsey and his mistress, huh? Is this this a real thing, yo? Is is this, do they really hang out? Like, or is this for, is this this something NFL paid them to like, hey, we need y'all for the script, you know what I'm saying? For the NFL script, we need you and Taylor. You know, every, hey, every time y'all touch, you touch the ball, Travis, we're going to pan to Taylor in the, every time. In the press box. Every time. Uh, it doesn't even matter. Fact, it doesn't even matter if you catch the ball. If <laughs> y'all get a first down, we're going to pan to Taylor. So, like, how is that? Have, do y'all, have y'all felt the change in Kansas City with this whole Swifties uh, joining y'all in this uh, this whole run of this year? Dion, I was with you when it first came out, to be honest with you. When she was first kind of publicly appearing at the games and kind of doing the whole thing, I was with you. I was like, this is a PR stunt. They trying to sell tickets. They trying to unlock a different audience. They trying to figure something out. Some scheming and stuff is going on. But the longer that this thing goes on, I give more and more credit to the Kelseys, right? Like they had the world captured during the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. Their mom was on the field right before the game. Like they had her and then they did the coin toss and started the game. Like his brother was there, the rise of their podcast. You don't really know too many sinners names in the history of the National Football League. Like Jason Kelsey, now what Travis Kelsey is doing, they're setting up the the post career thing. And I don't know if I don't know if Taylor's gonna be a part of that. I'm not an entertainment reporter. I think it's cool that she has brought her own audience into it. And like, there's a new fan base that is figuring out what football is, what the swag surf is, what all these things that we Lord all know. It's like, don't get me started. It's, it's like cultures colliding started. right now. And it was Kansas. a bad swag surf too. Like, what would you rate that? Like, it was, I would say like a six and a half, maybe, maybe six and a half. Just, Can we have an honest conversation about swag anyway. surf? Though? Yeah, like, let's have an honest conversation. We don't. Do people really play swag surf seriously? No, still. Like, is that is that no. is that a song that even still no. comes on? Or are you throwing swag surf on around the house? Of course still? not. Of course not. I'm definitely. I'm, that is. I probably put on music. Mo Bamba That's... before swag surf. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I'm being honest, it's in that same category. Yeah, it's definitely in that same category. I don't know. I think it's cool. Like Taylor, she seems very harmless, but she doesn't need the NFL's money. That's another mm-hmm. thing. Like this girl is printing money. She is the bag. <laughs> 
Like she doesn't thing. need. It's she doesn't need. They've begged her to do the Super Bowl halftime for the past three or four years. Yeah, like yeah, I'm good on the that. fact that she's even still around the NFL. They should be thankful for that because mm. she is kind of bringing a whole new audience to that and a whole new audience. The Chiefs have this Heatles feel about them, and they always have since I've been here. Like this Brian Wade and Bosch thing that the Heat had down there. Like this, that has been Tyreek, Kelsey, and Mahomes, or mm. Reed, Kelsey, and Mahomes, or whatever. Like they've had that for a minute. Now throwing uh, Taylor in there just kind of throws a little bit more heat on the fire. That's a great point, Aaron. I didn't think about how, yes, they've been itching to get Taylor for the halftime show, and she didn't need the NFL, so she's been saying no. But now it's like, now we got yeah, her. Next, yeah, next <laughs> now we, we got the next best thing. We can just... Travis. Hey, hey, Travis, you got her, right? You bagged on, it? Cut, you bagged cut it? your beard. Get the mechanic beard. Man, hey. piss off all the black you women. But, you know, it's yeah. all good. It's all good. We're not going to talk about it, though. We're not going to talk about it, though. Let's talk about that D-line, though, man. Charles Amenahue, Texas grads, you know we got to talk about him. Um, But you actually had a tweet blow up a little bit last week talking to Charles. And so let's actually play that video real quick before we get into the question. I mean, that's seven sacks in 11 games. I mean, I don't know who. This guy's had seven sacks in 16, 17 games. I think I proved that. Um... I'm a dominant player. I can be a disruptive player. Um, I think I proved. I think I proved my worth. I think. You know what I'm saying? Um, I feel like if I had the whole season, talking double digits, in my opinion, that's just me being real, to be honest. Yeah. So Aaron, right there, you heard it. He's confident. Seven sacks in eleven games. Now it's twelve games, and he's Charles is basically staying on business right there. Like, look, I've been balling. I deserve to get paid. And, you know, his contract situation is up this year. Have you heard anything? Or what do you think Kansas City is going to do when it comes to Charles Amenahue? And uh, what does he bring just to that defensive line since he's been back? Well, I know what he brings to us. And that's that's a hell of a sound. <laughs> sound like that you just played on here. That was one that caught my attention. This is a guy that is kind of a mercenary a little bit, right? He's, uh, he's selling sacks on the free agent market, uh, essentially. And that's what he brought to Kansas City with the six fewer games kind of stemming from the suspension from the league. I think he's on a two-year deal here in KC. Okay. Somebody actually brought that to my attention as well. I, I Cause in that sound bite and then other times we've talked, he sounds like a guy who's kind of lobbying for yeah. either a raise or some attention elsewhere. I think he's brought a veteran leadership to Kansas city. This is a team that has a younger defense. They kind of flipped their defense on its head after losing to Tampa and that Super Bowl a few years back. A lot of their star players and guys that are making an impact, like Jerry Sneed, Trent McDuffie, uh, George Karloftis, those are guys who were drafted within the last three years. Those are guys who are in turn to get their first really big money deal. This defense is the strength of the Chiefs team, Corey. I mean, like, that's been the case all year long while the offense has kind of sputtered. Amenahue's been a big reason why. And now he faces a big challenge in addition with this whole Kansas City defense of stopping a mobile quarterback. Man. They were kind of trash at it. Against Josh Allen, to be honest with you, like two tutties. He averaged six yards of carry in that game, in that <laughs> game in Buffalo, and he burned them. Now you're getting a faster, more agile version of that in Lamar Jackson. Let's hope KC can figure something out in this in this in this week. Yeah, and I was just watching the Texans game. Of course, you know that's that's what I ride or die for. But when it comes to trying to defend Lamar, I mean. 
Texans had two deep safeties. Because now, guess what? They're letting him sling that mug. <laughs> and so you yeah. got to defend the pass. And they got weapons with Odell and Zay Flowers doing their thing. Isaiah likely been balling. And then, of course, Mark Andrews is going to come back next week. So that's also wide receiver one, technically, just like Travis Kelsey's wide receiver one for y'all. Uh, I know they played tight end, but we all know who their number one option is. And so now you have to not only defend the pass, but off of that, you're in a nickel set, you're in a dime set. But Lamar can still do a quarterback draw. And that's how he scored on one of his touchdowns against the Texans is that they spread everybody out, make you four wide, and basically put secondary dudes up there. And there's less linebackers in the box. And so all you got to do is block for block, six offensive linemen, six dudes in the box, one-on-one with Lamar Jackson. He's going to win that every time. And so what do you think this Kansas City defense, or how do you think they're going to be able to slow Lamar down? Because it seems like no one has been able to do that all year. Ironically, except for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which is funny enough. They just can't beat them. But other than that, Lamar seems unstoppable, and he's the MVP. So. The versatility is crazy with the with what they can do offensively. Because you didn't even mention Gus Edwards oh, yeah. and what they can do in their run game with Justice Hill. Like, Lamar is only one of that three-headed monster as far as their run game is concerned. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked to the Chiefs yet. We usually get them on Wednesdays. I don't want to spoil when you record this about that whole Appreciate thing. That. But Appreciate that. I'm guessing, I'm guessing what we're going to hear from the Chiefs is if we can stop their pass game, we're comfortable turning this into just a, a defensive run game slowdown because that's kind of what Buffalo tried to do and kind of what burned them on that last possession to end out the divisional round. I'm guessing what Steve Spagnuolo is going to try and do is just play straight-up run defense. We'll take away their best option. Yes, Mark Andrews is going to come back. How healthy is he going to be? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if you're KC, you, you, you match up your best two uh, corners with them. You're saying we're going to take away Zay Flowers and OBJ. And it's just going to be a, a, a running type game. We'll play it in the trenches and see what happens from there. That's interesting. I can't wait. I mean, what are your thoughts? Uh, prediction? Do you have any predictions? Can you do predictions? You don't have to if you don't want to. But Way too early. Way too early in the week. I usually yeah. don't try and make a prediction until at least Friday or Saturday. Respect. I want to see what the injury reports look like because, as you mentioned, linebackers, KC has uh, Willie Gay is usually their spy linebacker. Yeah. He's like their most agile linebacker in uh, like quarterback presenting the, preventing the run game and that kind of thing. He was banged up in that last game, couldn't finish, finished the game in street close. So I want to see what his availability is. And I don't know, man. It, 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 what I'm thankful for is we finally getting prime Pat versus prime Lamar. Yeah. Like that, that is something that football fans have been begging for forever. Like I want to see these two guys go at it with their teams healthy and their full allotment of weapons. I'm excited we're getting that. And I got my last question. Um, if Pat was to pull this off and, you know, win another Super Bowl, you know, is, does that give management the idea that we don't really have to invest in any wide receivers? <laughs> we can kind of just give him <laughs> kind of anybody and put the three of us out there. and we Yeah, anybody it. and have yeah. a good defense and Pat will just figure it out because I feel like that's been the, the thing that's plagued them all years, not really investing in. I mean, like you say, their best receiver right now is a, is a rookie. Yeah. Um, Kadarius Tony has just disappeared. I don't know. where is he still? Where is he at? I haven't didn't hear him. He hasn't played since the Patriots game on December seventeenth, I believe. He's dealing with like some hip and ankle injuries. Like I hope the I hope the front office doesn't say, "Oh, Pat can win with anything off this," because it has been exceptionally harder this year than it has to be. I think that if you using like that Tampa Bay Super Bowl as a data point, like they completely flipped the offensive line on its head after that. Went in, went in and invested, got in Orlando Brown Jr. Invested in a Joe Tooney, who's been a rock solid guy for them. Drafted Trey Smith, drafted a Cree Humphrey. Like they, uh, Brett Veach has shown us his propensity to fix the things that have gone wrong the year before that. 
And I don't think the wide receiver room is like that far away. I mean, if they had, you have Rasheed Rice, who was your hit last year, get one or two more guys. We're not asking for anything, anything crazy. Like if this, if the floor is the AFC championship game with this unit, like just imagine where you could go. If you had like a T Higgins or if you had a Mike Evans guys who are going to be on the free agent uh, market this off season, like they're not that far away, which is the scary part for the rest of the league for fixing this crappy ass wide receiver room and really going on a dynasty run. Well, thank you so much, Aaron, for joining the pod, bro. Like you don't understand how much this means to me knowing that I can hit you up and call you a friend in the business because you are killing it, dude. And uh, of course, next time you see Papa Patrick getting a soundbite from him, man, we need it. We need that. Patrick, uh, I'm leaving. I'm leaving for Baltimore on Saturday. I'm uh, I'm hoping to see Senior on the field after the game. We can we can run it back again. That'll be awesome. <laughs> but I don't I don't want him offending Lamar. Like the the <laughs> smoking of the Joe Burrow was funny because like there was a lot of lead up to that game. Uh-huh. The mayor was being corny. Like it earned. Like Lamar has done everything right. I don't want Pat Senior to be like Jack Pack or something like that. Like that's not gonna hit the same. It's not gonna hit. The yeah, same. can we all ride for Lamar? You know that. That's like exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like he one of us. You know, like, he one of us. So it's like, yeah, that's a dog. South Florida. You know what I'm saying? Kodak lover. So yeah, for sure. I we don't want no ill will. Uh, but man, he's always a great soundbite. It feels like every time you talk to him or anytime he's in front of a camera, just seems like he knows what to say, when to say it. So must be nice to have an, another asset that you can cover. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, Aaron, thank you so much again for coming on the pod and, um, good luck this week. Yes, sir. Appreciate y'all, man. Stay up. Great interview as always, man. I can't imagine how cold it was out there. D Lord have mercy. Negative 27 in that wildcard game. I'm, I look, I love my job. I love my job, dude, but send me out there in the cold. You won't see me at work the next day. I promise you I'm quitting. I promise. Like. You got to pay me a bag to be out there in that cold like that against the Chiefs and, and the Dolphins a couple weeks ago. Like, props to Aaron for holding in. He said that he had no drip, though. He did say that. You should have been like uh, DeAndre Aiden and <laughs> just say, yo, it's I'm slowed in. Like, Can't do I it. love the go, but my door's not opening. Like, uh, <laughs> No, gosh, I can't get out. Oh, no. I really I wanted to you be I wanted there. To do it. <laughs> it's burning me now up. I have to stay oh. home in my heating in my heated house and drink hot chocolate and watch Christmas and Netflix movies. Like, oh, I gotta watch it uh, on TV. Darn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Shout out to y'all, man. Y'all have probably had the toughest job. No, we don't, man. bro. The athletes have, have the, the toughest, toughest job. job bro. We just out there. I mean, you. I mean, that is at true. least they're running and kind of getting warmed up. Y'all are just standing there, reporting live, yeah, waiting to ask them. Freezing. Yeah, ask them questions. <laughs> so, yeah, but that leads us into the next topic, though. Of uh, yeah, these man. Tweets. Hey, we appreciate the love uh, we got in the first episode last week doing this, doing this segment. And so uh, again, we're gonna we're gonna hit it back with you with the how'd you think of that? Finding random tweets on Twitter, or I should say X, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, and just seeing what y'all said, how'd y'all think of these different things with these sports topics and the tweets that made us laugh out loud throughout this week. And so Dion, want to kick us off with, with your first tweet? Yeah, man. First tweet, man. Uh, shout out to Mantis, uh, at young Mantis Two. uh, dropped the banger of a tweet after the, uh, Kansas city, Kansas city, Kansas city 
Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills game. Uh, he has a photo here of the score, and the tweet says, Buffalo Bills lose by three for DeMar. Prayer hands. There's a lot of DeMar yeah. tweets, by the way. Let, let's, just, let's just clear the air Man, of that. There is a lot of DeMar lot. tweets. <laughs> If you search his if you search his name on Twitter right now, oh it's my hilarious. Gosh. It's a it's a it's a crime scene because who they were they were firing him up and I hate and I blame the the, the Bills for this because yeah let, let's run the play let's run a play so people can see plan? it this is this is the fourth down try to get the conversion with the fake punt and who do they give the ball to on the fake punt Demar Hamlin you know it it seemed like a good idea you know give it to the guy that. Everyone's been wanting to see play, comeback player of the year, you know, whoop de whoop. Feel good moment. But it just didn't work, Dion. You know, it's just, it wouldn't even close. So clearly it didn't work. And of course you say it didn't set him up for success. It didn't set him up for success on the field or on social media. Because afterwards, so many videos, and that's that's the next Twitter or X post, I should say, that comes to mind. It comes from Evan Bauer. Evan, Evan, Evan Bauer Bird. underscore, Bird. you're a menace. You're a menace. You're so a menace, this is the quote is what Sean McDermott thought the Chiefs would do if he handed the ball off to Demar Hamlin. And for <laughs> for our audio listeners, it's a make a wish video of the Nebraska team <laughs> handing a football off to a kid who more than likely has cancer um, during their spring game. And, of course, you know in those spring games, they're just run, run, run. You know, score a touchdown, little boy. You know, real cool. But to compare this to DeMar Hamlin, <laughs> come on, bro. Come on, bro. Like, you're sick over thinking about this, dude. You're sick of oh, it. Gosh, you're funny as hell because I love dark humor. So it's, a, it, it's kind of a both side. But you sat there on your couch and typed this up like, Why? <laughs> You're a menace. And again, Sean McDermott, you're a menace for even putting him in there in that position. Like, let him go make a tackle or something. Why are you doing this? All right, D, what you got? What you got? What you got? Oh, man. Uh, I hope I didn't steal yours, by the way. I mean, nah, go ahead and go go with the next one. Let's let's not get this last tomorrow. Because there's a bunch of, like we said, there's a bunch of tomorrow ones. Oh, my goodness. So this one comes from. I should have read this name out before I actually started doing this. This is off the top. Gandalf underscore the Greg. What's up, Gandalf? Uh, so he says, Bills fans watching DeMar Hamlin not convert the fake punt with the trip to the conference championship on the line against the Chief. And there's a video with some audio, so let's play the video. Couldn't you just stay dead? Isabel. Couldn't you just stay dead? Three. Isabel. <laughs> Stay dead, bro. Come on. <laughs> Come on, bro. Like you can't how do you think it is, how bro? You, how do you think of that? Yeah. Where is that even from? What movie is that from? Lord yeah. have mercy. I don't even let me I don't even know. But yeah, for you to go and find this clip. Oh man. Yeah. And that's There's sick, bro. You, it's bro. a sick joke, but I'm laughing. But I'm laughing. Sick, like it's hilarious. Oh, my oh man, I hope Demar didn't like go on social media Again. after the game. I pray he didn't. I pray he didn't. Again, Sean McDermott, 
You 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 definitely. What did uh, Doctor Umar say? You need a hundred <laughs> lashes, cause why would you do? They that? would never Whose know. Idea was that? We'll give it to the Make a Wish. They would never know. All right, Dio, what you got? Close this out strong. All right, man. So this one, uh, I mean, this video here, it's only four seconds, but the video is just <laughs> so funny. Uh, for the, again, for the audio listeners, uh, we have we have it looks like some uh, middle school. If that. If that. They, they look here. like this. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even younger. Um, it looks like it's a fast break. Uh, Two-on-one fast break. We got one kid dribbling, dribbling his heart out. Um, I guess maybe he's played a lot of 2K and he thought he was LeBron James. So he takes one dribble from the free throw line all the way to the goal. And, I mean, you would have thought he was about to dunk on, bro. <laughs> but he, but he he's 4'5". But goal. he's 4'5". <laughs> I mean, no, no bunnies, no hops. I mean, he jumps and just I mean, throws straight video. at the backboard. I don't know what he was thinking. He put, he got he got to be twelve tops, twelve years old tops, bro. Maybe maybe nine or ten year olds trying to dunk a basketball, bro. And he cocked that mug back too, bro. You see him cocking it back like a tomahawk. <laughs> yeah, and this, and this looks like a ten foot rim. It's not a, one of those short rims. It looks like a adult rim and he just was like yo nah this is my moment like he probably had a good dream like nah I've, I've been dreaming of this moment hey, what'd you this say about the time. teammate bro and, <laughs> oh man if you haven't seen the teammate yet in the video the teammate is like you could tell either he know that this guy does this in practice and he's like nah I don't know he's gonna do this in the actual game and Either number the number ten, the other his teammate is either trash and he's just not getting in. He's trying to get him some points. Like they probably blowing the team out. He, he I'm devastated. open. I'm open. And yeah, he's dropped to his knees. There's no like, way this fool just threw the ball off. <laughs> he didn't even touch net, bro. Like he cocked it back and basically just threw it at the wall behind the behind the freaking basket. Oh uh, no, it, it does hit the rim. Does hit the rim. And he don't even. <laughs> you don't even get a foul. And like, that's even funnier. Like, yo, it'd be cool. Okay, man, you get a foul, you get your free throws. But if you did this, and now I got to go get back on defense. I did some buffooneries. Like, oh, he did this. Yeah. I feel for We got to get him on the pod, bro. We got to get answers. We got to get answers. Nah, for real. <laughs> like, what we got off your mind, little bro? Please tell us. But yeah, dog. That was a, that, that's a good segment. I, how'd you think of that? What what a way to finish it! Thank you again for listening for that. Uh, let us know how you think about it. Let me know if y'all if y'all mess with it. Uh, but man, there's some bangers this week. After every football game, I go straight to X. I mean, immediately. You it's a comedy to. show for free. You have to. like it's kind of crazy. So, so yeah, for sure. This week I will be tuned in to the, uh, or yeah, I'll be tuned in to Lamar and Mahomes because oh, I know. There's bunch of be, race jokes for sure. Um, I I am expecting a lot of a lot of uh, we talked about it ourselves like the mixed jokes with Patrick Mahomes if Lamar wins. Oh yeah, that's coming for sure. And then on the flip side of it in the NFC, like if Brock Purdy doesn't win this game, oh man, they already hate him. I don't know why people hate Brock Purdy in the first place. I get it, like he's like the last guy to get drafted, but like I. <laughs> It's funny because he ain't never he ain't did nothing to nobody. <laughs> he never said nothing. You don't ever hear him sound by like, no, nah, those guys are they're wrong. 
I haven't heard him he speak it. one time. But every all the all the analysts hate him. All the announcers like, yeah, he's just really not that good. Like, oh my gosh, what MVP? It's all the weapons. Oh. Look at all the you weapons around. Him. That's why he's good. Yeah, you would have thought he was it, black. <laughs> oh my god, they hate he's not quarterbacky him. enough. Not they quarterbacky. Hate him. Yeah, yeah, I don't like understand what? the hate. I don't understand I, the hate Rock, at all. Man. And mind you, you would think like we would love an underdog story. Like I thought America would just love that, eat that up. But it's like, nah, you just have a bunch of weapons and you have a great coach. That's why you're good. It's like that sucks. And mind you, he ain't getting paid nothing. You saw that stat? You're getting paid about eight hundred thousand dollars. Man, he make less eight hundred thousand dollars to be an NFL quarterback. He had a roommate. He had a whole roommate in his apartment as an NFL quarterback. That's crazy. Just to afford rent. Insanity. Hey. Props to you, Brock. Keep doing your thing. Keep doing your thing. I'm proud of you. And uh, we don't hate you on the Mo's Nose Pod. We respect you. Uh, but, yeah, let's go on to the last little topic, dude, about this Olympic team. Crazy news came out today. Like I said, we're recording this on Tuesday. And um, the Olympic team is about to be nasty. I feel sorry for the rest of the world. Lord have mercy. You know how last week we talked about that tweet that said, move your hand? While we beating that ass, yeah, <laughs> that's how it's about to that's how it's about to be in this Olympics, bro. Yeah, so they they dropped the potential list of uh, or I guess all the guys that are considered being on the team. So of course they had to narrow down who's going to be on the team. They dropped the list of probably like 30, 30 guys, and I mean, you, we got all the big dogs on this list: KD, Steph, LeBron. Uh, we got people switching countries. People switching well countries. On, our, on our team. Like, <laughs> This is going to be a generational beat. I mean, you got Kyrie on, on the list. Uh, the you know what I'm saying? Even the young guns, bro. De'Aaron Fox, of course. Tyrese Halliburton. The guy of the show, the FIBA World Championships, Anthony Edwards, he's also on the list. So he got the show like he could be that dude. So he's going to be on as well. Um, and then Anthony Davis. That was surprising to me. But he's he said he's down to do it too. Like, this isn't fair. Especially, if you, like, adding adding Joel, no, I think to me it's the icing on the cake, right? Like, it's like he could have played for his home country. And he could have played, played for Britain, too. Or France. I'm tripping. He could have played for France with Wimby. Didn't want to do that. He said, I'm playing for America. Don't want that butt whooping. Yeah. And like, like I said, I think there should be a, a USA uh, A team <laughs> and a USA B team. Because um, this, no. this isn't going to be fun to watch. Um this is going to be a really quick, you know, like, you know, the Olympics is usually two in the morning. Some people might stay up and it's like, I might just catch you on ESPN. Uh, just let me know when, when y'all get the gold. You know, this, this isn't going to be a good matchup. Um, so if you're somebody that's listening to this in the other I'm countries, sorry. you know. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, we're sorry that y'all. Y'all decided to wake up the the Avengers. That's what I now I will um, say there's one name I, on this it, list that better not be on this roster, bro. That better not be on this roster when it comes down to it. Chris Paul. Chris CBZ Paul, bro. Like, I get it. Yeah. Like he's a legend, Hall of Famer, already had a couple gold medals. But you better not make this team, Chris Paul. Uh, I don't care how much experience you bring to the roster. Uh you're just not you know, I, I, exactly. He is hurt. So I don't know how he's even on the list. Yeah, but uh, Trey Young, too. Trey Young going here. Austin Reeves, Duncan Robinson. They cool names. You think Check? Chet's on the list. You think Check going to be able to squeeze in there? Uh, it depends. It depends. You know, you never know by the time this and uh, 
the end of the season, you you know, you yeah. never know who might get hurt. So he can Mike can squeeze in there. Um, like I said, you never know what Anthony on on that knows. note with chat before we get out of here. Uh I know you've seen the video. Oklahoma City Thunder. They all went to Chet's high school. Oh. So for the <laughs> listeners, Oklahoma City <laughs> So OKC. They they supported their boy Chet Holmgren, you know, the rookie on the Thunder. He went back home and they <laughs> retired his jersey, his high school jersey. And they had a whole ceremony. Everybody, all the coaching staff was there. The entire roster was there for the OKC Thunder to support Chet. But one guy was missing. <laughs> one guy was missing. His name is Josh. And Twitter Giddy. had a ball. And Again. Man, Twitter oh man. If you don't know, if I don't know where you've been, but Josh Giddy has had some um underage minor allegations allegations but he's been clear no charges have no, been no charges, bro. Have, charges been have been dropped you know no what i'm saying like yep. nothing you gotta be convicted of nothing it's not it's just not a, it's just not a good just not a good look for him to go yeah. i understand yeah. josh again now that you're you're moving past this you know i support <laughs> you my white brother and um he's australian focus on the court we need <laughs> yeah you, Oh, uh, come on, uh, boy. Come on. I don't know. I don't know. I, just, I, don't I just don't sound right. <laughs> but I thought, I mean, is that a good move? Though? I feel like he made it even more of a big deal when he's the only one that doesn't show up. You know, I think if he would have pulled up, like, award. it would have been okay. The whole team's there, you know. But now with him being the only guy not there, it's like, oh, it's obvious why he's not there. They're going to a high school and they're afraid that. He's gonna to talk to a chick in the stands, like, or maybe he was just focused on the grind. <laughs> he was in the gym, you know. What sure, I'm saying? Sure, he sure. just lost yeah. track of time. Yeah, you know. Let's let's just cut the brother some slack, man. He's had a tough couple months. He's he's on a, a dynasty trying to form. This this not gonna hold him back, man. So, Josh, don't let the don't don't get on Twitter for <laughs> the next couple weeks. Let this blow over. All right, hey, I'll be straight. Love man. the encouragement, Dion. You're a real one. Support Josh Giddy from from the get go. Even okay. last year, that was your guy. Last year, I messed with Giddy too. Left hand, left hand assassin, man. Don't do no other dribble move. Just dribble left, and he gonna find a way to get to the rim. So yeah, I mean, <clears throat> they're not gonna break up this dynasty with no allegations. Um, they got a good thing going. I mean, I watched them in these last couple hooping, last couple games. Hooping. They all been hooping, honestly. <sighs> Chet been hooping too. Is it? It's gonna be a nice little. NBA Finals run. Now, I will say this, though. I think it's kind of clear. Denver and Boston are two best teams in the league, and they're probably going to face each other in the NBA Finals. Um, that's going to be a crazy seven-game series. But we'll see if someone else rises mm. up to the top. You know, But right now, I think it's I think it's pretty clear Boston say, and Denver are the two best teams. My, Miami, Miami on, just made that trade make a big today. Deal out of so. Rozier. Uh, uh, I mean, but they still, score, they still yes. like size. They still like size. That's that's the biggest problem. They ain't got no size. When did that? When did that, when matter? Did that matter? When you face Porzingis in the Eastern they Conference went to the finals. finals. Okay. They went to the finals. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Any any they final thoughts other than like you're a lunatic for thinking that he don't need size? They need some big man, bro. I mean, the trailer deadline is still upon us, so they'll, they'll probably make some moves. But final words. Um why they lost? <laughs> Rocking with my team. 
Uh, we're not, uh, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Come on, bro. <laughs> hey, congrats, though. Thank you for the L. Thank you for the L. Um, God, Texas right, back on track. Time, Anyways, uh, final words for myself. I've been working out again. Got back in the gym today. Drinking this. That's what I've been sipping on the whole pod. I don't know if y'all have noticed. This is a protein shake. Finished it. Um, protein shakes suck, bro. I absolutely hate protein shakes. Uh, but you got to do it. Bulking season, you know, once once the summer get here, boy, about to be flexing. About to get, I got to find somebody with a boat, though, in Austin. You know, so if you got a boat, let me know so I can hop on that mug. I about to say, are you going to wear the, the sleeveless no, suits? No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that, that. My biceps ain't big <laughs> enough yet, bro. I hate my biceps there. But, you know, once okay. once the tries gotcha. get in, you know, the shoulders get in, ugh, I'm about to be looking good. But, yeah, back in the gym. Um, final thoughts. Be consistent in everything you do. I'm trying to be consistent in the gym, being consistent in the word and scripture, being consistent with this podcast. I mean, consistency is the word of the year for 2024 for me. And I hope y'all are able to find y'all's own consistency, whatever y'all want to do in life. So um, that's all I had, though. But as always, D, you're... We hope you enjoyed that episode. Stay up to date with Moe's Nose by subscribing to Corey Moe's on YouTube or simply searching Moe's Nose on Spotify or Apple Music. Thanks for listening and have a great week.